Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our wrestling podcast. So, without further ado, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall, and today's topic, the top five WCW World Champions. Welcome to the OWP. This is our wrestling podcast. This is Dave along with Jess. Hello! And Chris. Hey. <laughs> Bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry. Just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. And now on to our topic today. Top 5 WCW Champions. As always, you can reach of us via Instagram. Of all time, Dave. Of all time. Yeah, of all time. Okay. As always, you can reach us via Instagram at OWP2019, SoundCloud at Our Wrestling Podcast, YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel, or do the easy thing. Download WrestlePost app at no charge to you and join us along with other great podcasts of the day. We are big on top five here, but we don't do a lot on the podcast. We do a lot of crazy, hey, who's the top five technical wrestler? Who's the top five overall wrestler ever? Who's the top five promo guy? Uh, you know, we're kind of like that top five records kind of kind of group. It's what we do. You know, it's one of those things where someone might turn on to something. You know, I'll give you a weird example. One time we were talking about top five, and this was years ago. And I threw Kurt Angle into my top five and just looked at me. He's like, damn, that was so good. It should have been mine. Because sometimes wrestlers start just inter- interceding to your top five. We won't see too much of that today because this is top five. WCW title holders of all time. And we're really talking about what actually just, I'm going to let you take it away. Talk about the time frame. Talk about the actual title because people can confuse it with other ones like the NWA title and things like that. Uh, tell us what we're talking about years, what bell, everything else. Well, we never do like you were right. We say off the air, we always rank stuff, you know, we're just riffing with each other, but like, for sure. example, like, Cousin and I did an episode that will be out soon that's like top promos of all time. You know, it's not ranking them because we're going to have a part one, yeah. part two, part three. But like this one, I you know what? I don't fucking want a part two. I'm saying that this is the top <laughs> five. This is the top five. The top yeah. five. Now, now we're not going to reveal it right now in any particular order. So the order that we're going to present these in is not what we say we're not going to number them right now but this top five the way we got there was we texted we have a group text because dave and i do and what i did was i just said give me top five your top five wcw champions of all time don't rank them in any particular order just give me your five names for the top five i gave mine dave gave his cuz gave his we talked about hogan's beer can penis and everything was fine. Just was wrong. So then yeah, what we okay. did was then what I did from there was anyone that all three of us had in common, we, uh, they automatically made the list. And then we would go two out of three, whatever. And then that's how we got the, the top five. So this is the top five of all time, folks. I don't care whatever fucking other list you read or listen to <laughs> or watch. This is the definitive list. Now, again, to reiterate, we are not going to name them in order right now at the end of this episode. I will turn to Dave, Cuz, and myself, and we will say, okay, 
of these five people. I'll be like, Dave, go. And Dave will be and, like, okay, number five is this guy. Number four is this guy. And just to be just to be clear, Jess, also, this is the title from 91 to 2001, yes. the actual WCW title, yes. not the NWA title that they flung. Exactly. Correct. Because even yeah. though Turner bought WCW and or created WCW in 88, um, technically, that's when it became WCW, but the NWA did not pull away until 1991. Mm-hmm. So that's right. it during Rick, one of Ric Flair's reign, it was during the middle of one of Ric Flair's reign, they pulled away and then they started referring to Ric Flair as the first WCW heavyweight champion. So we'll start out with him. Let's start out with Ric Flair, who made our top five. Ric Flair became the first. What? That's just a no brainer. Well, of course. Ric Flair became the first WCW champion shortly after defeating Sting for the NWA championship. He beat Sting uh, in a house show in January of 1991. Sting won the title from him in July of 1990, but it was the NWA championship. So when he defeated Sting in a house show in January of 91, he defeated Sting for the NWA championship. But sometime after that, NWA got into it with WCW and WCW was like, look, we were bought out a long time ago. We're just WCW. We're in, territories are dead. And this doesn't make any sense anymore. Our relationship, we will, because NWA was getting a little annoyed that WCW was just kind of being like, well, that's, we're going to change the title here. We're going to have this guy beat this guy. And NWA is like, no, we're the governing body. You have to consult us first. No, we don't. You're fucking dead. You're done. So basically that's what happened. So NWA pulled away. And then Ric Flair in the middle of that run became the first ever WCW champion. Um, many associate Flair with WCW. When you say WCW, a lot of people are like, oh, Flair. And I'm not saying I disagree. I'm just saying that that's what people do. Um, he's an eight-time WCW champion. Um, he has held it, which is the most times that anybody ever held that version of the 1991 to 2001 WCW championship. He held it eight times. Nobody's held it more. His total reign was 501 days with all eight reigns together. So he's one of the guys. We're not ranking him right now. What do you guys think of Ric Flair? Dave? I, come on, man. I mean, he's he's the man. I mean, he, he created a whole other level of wrestling that you know, it's, it's one of those things, you know, just if you're going to turn the channel, if you're not up for the baby stuff, you're not up for the kitty witties, um, you want to see something a little darker, something with more chase, something where there's a legitimate hill that, that runs that runs the place. Uh, Flair was it. You know, there was nobody better. And, you know, you got to love Flair because he could turn face and heel on a dime whenever whatever the company needed, whatever was expected, you know, to a point until you ask him to cut his hair and call him Spartacus, which I totally understand. But, you know, you know, Flair at the end of the day was like, he is that WCW staple. You would like to think that you'd put Sting on that because Sting was the one man that never left. But Flair ultimately, in my opinion, even had more impact than Sting. And that says a lot, man. That's you just calm your tits right now. We'll get to somebody else on the list. I know we'll get to it. I'm just saying, (laughs) I'm just saying that you would like to associate that, but you don't. You associate Flair first, even though Flair has come and gone, you know, and he he comes and goes. And when he goes, he wins the title twice in WWF, too. You're upset. No, no, I'm not upset. Hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying that you, it's fascinating that that's he is the face that runs the place, and he was not the staple the entire time. And that says a lot about Ric Flair in general. But he's come on, man. It's it's Flair, bro. He's he's amazing. Because what, what do? do you think of Ric Flair's WCW title runs? Well, Flair. I mean, <clears throat> I know, like you said, people 
a lot of, when you say WCW, people associate uh, Flair. And, and uh, I, as a kid, I remember him first in WWE, WWF at the time. Uh, That's where you first yeah, saw him. But yeah. then after, you know, when the Monday Night Wars were going on, when he came back with the Four Horsemen and everything, I, I to me, in my mind, I associate Flair with both. And then I always still remember, I know I didn't watch NWA back then, you know, obviously when I was a little kid. Didn't watch it, but now when I think of NWA, just because of you know the recent release of NWA Power, and I see that old school look in that studio and the promos that these guys are cutting in this uh, in this new NWA show, I I can't help but always just think of Ric Flair, Ric Flair's promos, watching all of Ric Flair's promo videos, and like you said, Jess, he he out of everyone on this list, he's held the the WCW this version of the WCW title more. And I want to say I think other than a few people on here, I think everyone on here has held the title for. Uh, like more. Well, there's two guys. I don't want to say the names. I don't want to say the names, other than uh someone that's not on this list, Macho Man. I think only two guys in here didn't hold it as much as the Macho Man. But other than that, everyone on here, uh, you know, deserves to be on here as much. And Flair, like starting off the list as being the guy that held it the most. I mean, I, I don't think you can start it off with anyone better than that. Flair is probably the most memorable WCW champion of all time in my mind. Learn to love it because it is the best thing going today. Now I'm not going to blow Ronnie Garvin's horn. He wouldn't have been in the ring with me if he wasn't great. He was a world champion that says it all. But Ric Flair has been a world champion five times. And I promise you this above all else. I'm going to be more obnoxious, more overbearing, and I'm going to make you all learn to love it because you'll have. Well, and again, we're not saying Flair's number one or number five or anything. Well, we're I'm sorry to start with the start. No, no, you're right. No, I'm not. I'm not correcting you. I'm saying that's. I'm moving on, and this is why we're going to do this. So we're going to reveal he's the first of five names, and we will rank them <laughs> later. What we all think. The second person, since Dave decided to indirectly bash him, um, is Hulk Hogan, <laughs> also known as... When did I bash Hogan? You said if people were tired of the kiddie shit from WWF or something like that. And I picked up on your oh, bullshit. Oh, I picked up on your bullshit. Okay. So Hulk Hogan is the next I name we're going to present. <laughs> he defeated Ric Flair on July the 17th, 1994 at the WCW Bash of the Beach pay-per-view to win the WCW Heavyweight Championship. He was the longest title reign for uh, 469 days. Hulk Hogan is the longest reigning WCW champion of all time. Everyone can suck his big beer can penis on that. Um, His total combined days were 1,177. He's a seven-time WCW heavyweight champion, one time less than Ric Flair. So Hulk Hogan meant a lot to WCW coming in. At first, it seemed like kind of a wash in the sense that, okay, they got him over, but he's old. He's over the hill. The yellow and red is kind of tired. And then everybody knows the NWO. Everybody knows what happened. It's not that Hogan was the number one draw of the NWO. It's that Hall and Nash were the cool people. But the NWO would not have gained the notoriety in the wrestling industry and mainstream if Hulk wasn't the third guy. They were talking about turning Sting or bringing Brett over at the time or whatever the, whatever rumor you want to hear. The number one guy that they thought of, they did approach Sting, but it was after Hulk initially said no. Then after people got in Hulk's ear, 
they were like, do you realize how much fucking money you're going to be giving up? No, brother, I'm not a good guy anymore. I'm going to lose all my merchandising money. Dude, fucking think about it. No, you won't. Stop. Stop. Stop right now. Like, and so people got in Hulk's ear and Hulk's like, okay, I'll do it. And if Hulk didn't become the third guy, the driving force behind the NWO, the guy with the title, the cowardly chicken shit heel champion that hid behind everybody, much like Flair did with the horseman, even though Flair put himself out there as a superior athlete when he was champion, Hulk didn't. He was mid 40s. He was people thought of him as old air quotes. And but with Hall and Ash being the younger, cool guys. And surrounding him, and then they did kind of water the NWO down, but they made like a little bubble around him, the NWO bubble, and he was a champ in the middle, and he had to, you had to get to him. You had to pop that bubble to get in there. That's what made Hulk so important during his, you know, at this point, it was going to be his second WCW title reign as the NWO champion, but it that's why he was so important, because he was a part, and WCW ran away with the ratings for almost two years. They broke attendance records for themselves. They broke ratings records. They did all kinds of things. Hulk Hogan is definitely deserving and being one of the top five greatest WCW champions of all time. Is he number one? I don't know. We'll find out later, but I, he's absolutely <laughs> belongs on this list. Dave, go, even though you bash the shit out of him, go ahead. Now I'll say a couple of things and I won't bash him. I promise. Uh, one of the things about Hogan that people talk about in WWF before he came over is that why is Hogan doing heel shit? You know, you would see him sneak little things in, you know, he, he, he would, he would uh, hold someone to stretch him while he was in a tag match when he shouldn't be holding on. He would, he would, he would cheat a little, you know, you're like, why is he cheating? And Jesse would have a field day with it. Jesse Ventura. I mean, when he's announcing with Gorilla Monsoon, one of the greatest broadcasting pair of all time for, for wrestling. And you'd be like, yeah, that is interesting. He's, you know, but then you wouldn't really think about it after a while. And, you know, that, but that's what Hogan would do. There are the little cheap things in there here and there. It wasn't very often, you know. He pulled Sid out at Royal Rumble, right? And uh, was it on the way to WrestleMania 7? Is that right? Do I have the right date on that? Um, and that was a total heel move, right? They wanted to see where it was going to go. Uh, never took it to a full heel motion, but I mean, you're talking Hogan about Sid? Sid? Yeah, when he eight. pulled Sid. It was eight. Sorry, out, right? it was eight. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, on the way to eight. No, no, no I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm half listening. Yeah, no, no worries. And then um, I just want to make sure I got it right. And, you know, but as as that goes, and then all of a sudden, the thing about Hogan in WCW that I don't think people really think about in this way is WCW was always the chase federation. There was always someone chasing the champion. That champion, 90% of the time, is a heel that you're chasing. And Hogan became, in a lot of ways, even a better chase champion than Flair, which is crazy when you think about it because he was the ultimate heel. Everybody hated his guts. He never fought a fair match. And then when you finally had that opportunity for a fair one, he would drop it after months and months. You know, Goldberg's an example. Uh, you know, it's, and if, when it finally happened, the freaking roof would blow off the place. Finally, you know, you get your win. And that's what was so great about it. And I, I think people seem to miss that because they they just, oh NWO was great. What was great about it? The great thing about it was the chase. People would be so pissed off that Hogan skinned the cat again. He got away, or his his people interfered again, and the ref didn't see it. Or he's oh now he's got the ref in his pocket. This is bullshit. I'm so sick of this. But you're not. You're into it, and you hate him so much. You know you're going to tune in next week, and that is the ultimate epitome of why he was such a great WCW champion. In my mind, it's a little bit, I know Jess is talking about the title reign, the number of days, the, the amount of times, and that's important. But to me, what's more important about WCW is how you, how you portray that run. 
And if he had done it as a good guy, I think just hit it on the head, he would have fizzed out. We would have not cared. We wouldn't have tuned in. We would have never had the ratings board that we had if Hogan had stayed face. And a big part of that is that title chase run. And not, and not, I'm gonna, I want you to speak on this, cuz, but that was a great point that Dave made, actually. I know I didn't speak on the criteria, how we're going to rank these people, how we chose our top five. You know, I, it's just everything kind of rolled into one. But part of it is how they carried the title. And was that reign influential? Was it important? And I, that's a huge deal in t- that, that what goes into making a great champion, whether you're talking about WCW, Intercontinental Champion, WWF Champion, you have to, the company has to have faith in you and you have to carry that torch and make it work. And Hogan's reign in the NWO was second to none at that time. It just really was. Cuz, what do you think? Well, <clears throat> starting with Flair, you know, if you had to, if you had a dictionary that had the WCW big gold belt, I, I honestly think you'd see Flair next to it. But if you didn't, honestly, I think you'd have Hogan. Because the next three names that we have on here, you know, they are very memorable. Um, I think two two of the three are more memorable than than one of them, you know, which we'll go over that. I don't want to give away the names. But Hogan, definitely, man. Like, I think Hogan, the same thing. I think I would actually have to associate, I mean, obviously, WWE, that's where he made his name. That's where the big Hulkamania came running wild and everything. But I don't see how you wouldn't be able to associate Hogan with both promotions. After his run, you know, with the title in WCW, and especially after the NWO, his uh, NWO title runs. The jackknife on the world champion. Ness just saved Hogan. Oh, with Sting and Sid and Nash. Wait a minute. Hogan's on top. Three, three. We got a new champion of the world. Hollywood Hogan. Right out of the hospital into the ring, and now he is the heavyweight champion of the world. I don't think he knows it yet. Hogan is out. Savage is out. And especially with with lengths of years, he wasn't with WWF for much longer than WCW when you really think about it. So, but I don't want to dwell on that. I don't want to dwell. We got to move on here. Um, My next guy I'm going to present here is Booker T. Perfect. Um, Booker T. defeated Jeff Jarrett on July 9th of 2000 at Bash of the Beach. Controversy surrounded it. Earlier in the night, it was supposed to be Jeff Jarrett uh, challenging Hogan for the WCW Championship, and and politics happened in the back, and Jeff Jarrett ended up laying down, and Hogan pinned him with a foot on his chest, and Hogan left, and then Russo came out and did this whole promo about how he just did it to fucking get Hulk off his back. He really didn't want to put the title on Hulk. It, WCW was a fucking goddamn mess here, a dumpster yeah. fire. Um, I, it probably didn't even make sense what I said if you don't study it yourself, and I don't want to get into the whole thing. But so oh, at the end of the before, night, Justin, it, it's confusing. Yeah, yeah. So at the end of the night, they rearranged the main event and said, "You know what? The title's vacant now. Hulk won it. Good for him. It's what he wanted. But now I'm stripping him of it." And the winner of the Jeff Jarrett and Booker T match tonight. And Booker T had been a TV champion, uh, you know, and they were pushing United him. States, he was coming up the hill. Tag yeah. champion. Oh yeah, yeah. Legendary tag favorites. team champions with Harlem Heat. And what happened? What ended up happening was just as WCW started falling down quickly, and I mean, when they started falling, it was like a fucking stone. Um, it just was dropping so fast. They needed to get a new guy in there, and and Ru- I have to give Russo credit. He put the strap on Booker T, and Booker T beat Jeff Jarrett that night and became the first time of five, even though the fifth title reign came in WWF after WCW was bought by WWF. I don't like to count Get that. Five-time player. I don't like there. to count that, but because he's the five-time, five-time. I'm not going to say five times. I love uh, it. Champion. I love it. I will say he's five-time champion, even though technically <laughs> in the window I'm talking about he was four-time champion. But the catchphrase is catchy. 
thus being a catchphrase. So Booker T is definitely on this. And, you know, I say he's on it, and we all voted this in. Uh, I agree with it in the sense of, and I don't think I had Booker T on my list. I had somebody else on my list. And I I know Dave Dave and Cuz did, and and this is one of the ones that we, not all three of us agreed on, um, but two of the three voted it, so we got it in. Um, It's not that I dislike Booker T. I just had somebody else in mind. But Booker T deserves it because even though WCW was crashing, he was young, he worked hard, he was talented. I loved him as TV champion. I loved the fact that they were grooming him at the time. Uh, And he was the breakout star, like so many people are of certain tag teams, you know, and they could be great tag teams. And one guy will break out, you know, Shawn Michaels of the Rockers and stuff like that. And Booker T, Ron Simmons from Doom. And and Booker T, uh, you know, followed that suit and became kind of the breakout guy. And I loved him as a singles wrestler. Booker was great. And I'm glad he got... I'm glad he got a chance. Even though it was in the dying years, I'm glad he got a chance. Dave, oh, what do you think? That's, and and it, prop- it propelled him into WWF as well. I mean, he he uh, got a great run there yes. because of it. Um, the, thing about, the thing about Harlem Heat, though, is that I don't think anybody questioned in their mind, even though Booker's brother was quite bigger, we all knew who had the passion, who had the talent for it. And that was definitely Booker T. He was just, just heads and shoulders above his brother and, and that for talent. Sure. I'm not trying to say he was bad. It's just... Booker just had so much more passion for the business, at least in my mind. And I think that's even been admitted to later. So that's part of it, right? And he he did break out as a single star. <clears throat> I, I just, I just got to bring it up. I hope I don't still cause his thunder, but this is the best damn theme music. And I it hope is. it's playing in the background when this records. But no, <laughs> I'm telling is. you, man, there's nothing better. And the fire comes out of the stage when he gets into the WWF. I mean, it is the most fantastic uh, entrance promo uh, yeah, I love that I've Booker's ever seen. Music. The fireworks ever. Oh, it's great. fantastic. Every, you know, everybody can come down to Booker's music on Friday Night Smackdown and it wouldn't disappoint me. I'm just, it's fine. Just go ahead. Play Booker's music every time. You know, and and, and Booker, for a big man, had huge acrobatic moves. Um, he, he can really move in there. He understood how to tell a story. He did great promos, even though the promo that everybody talks about is when he, he blurts out a certain word to Hulk Hogan. He's coming for him. And you know what we're talking about. Go listen to it if you, you know, if you want to. But... Booker laid out great promos. Booker knew how to tell a story. Booker was heavily underrated to that point. And like you said, Russo gave him a chance. And he talk about running with it, boy. He did. He he's he's amazing. And that's why he still has a job with the WWE to this day, even though I think he uh I don't know what he's got. He's out of his uh, his ducky ducky moves kind of irritate me. I don't know what that's all about, but on the pre-shows, but uh shucky shucky ducky ducky, ducky, ducky you can take that ducky. back to the <laughs> Yeah, thank, no thanks. Yeah, that's stupid. But hey, you know what? It's working. I guess it's working for some people. But, you know, I, I love Booker T. He's one of my favorite uh, wrestlers. And yeah. I don't think he gets enough credit, quite frankly. Yeah. I agree. Well, okay. Let's keep the train well, moving T. here. Um, what did you say? <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's what I was going to say. Because when you guys had the list, that's why I kind of question marked it. I was like, Booker T, sucker? Question mark? Because I know when he won it, you know, like you mentioned, WCW was a fucking shit show. It was already a mess. Picks him up, Booker T, lands on his feet. He's got it. Booker T, here it is. He won. Two, could it be it? Yes, it is. Yes. Booker T, Booker T, Booker T is WCW World Champion. He's got two titles. Get him all the hardware. He's the man. And he is just that. What a great way to put it. Booker T, 
has added another run as world so it, it was not his fault. no it's not booker t's fault but at the same time like you said yeah he won the fifth reign in wwe but what do you re- what does everyone remember now about booker t five, five times time. five time wcw five champion time. And out of out of because we were saying a bu- there's a bunch of names that won the title of w- the WCW title that were like eh like that's why I said does anyone give a shit that Kevin Nash won it like no one gives a shit but I, I would say out of the names that are not as memorable as a Hogan or a Flair Booker T for sure is is the best one the best one to pick and I and I know you, you the name that you mentioned Jess uh, you know I, I, that's why I was like should I have mentioned Booker T against that and especially given the time that Booker T won it but. I, I think alone. Throw, throw, throw the honorable mention on yes. that, because who was the honorable mention? Well, just no, we'll it. wait. We'll wait. I know Jess wants to. I'll, I'll okay. tell you the two. There was two that came down to it. So That's let me true. let me yes. steamroll on here, because I don't want to fall behind. But uh, next, let's let's present Sting. Everybody yes. knows Sting. Of course. Um, he defeated Lex Luger on February 29th of 1992 at Super Bowl II to win his first WCW championship. But Jess, what are we talking about? He beat Flair, Great American Bash, 1990. That was for the NWA Championship. That was before the NWA pulled apart. So as much as I want to count that, again, it's very important, actually, that I draw that line because my top five plays into that fact is that WCW was already formed at that point. Sting did not win his first WCW title until, like I said, he beat Lex Luger on on February 29th of 92 at Super Bowl II. He... I said before, and it was an important line that I said, many people associate Flair with WCW when they talk about it. Flair, uh, Sting was the face of WCW for years and years because he never yeah, left. Right. Flair left. He did not. Mm-hmm. And even when WCW was bought out by WWE, he did not want to come over. He went to TNA for years after that because he wanted to help young guys and he wanted to do that. He just never really felt that Vince was right for him. He didn't, of all things, Sting is such a flamboyant character. Even when he was the crow, he really was flamboyant, even though he was silent. Sting, the character, spoke volumes. So much charisma. Yeah. And the fact that he would never think that Vince, the king of charisma, the guy who loves charisma, you, you cannot know how to wrestle for a shit, but I'll, I love you if you're fucking charismatic. Like, he did not, he didn't trust Vince. He didn't want to go over there. So he didn't go over and he went to TNA for another X amount of years. And then finally, way past his prime, he ended up coming into WWE years later, um, which I'm glad he did. And he got the chance to fight Triple H at WrestleMania 31 in a great match. And, um, Sting has to be on this list. He never left WCW. He never did. Um, Since he got bought out from the UWF and came over to the NWA and that progressed WCW, Sting was a staples point. He was the face. He was the franchise. He was the biggest face in the place. Um, uh, He's a six-time WCW champion, 250 days total. Um, Sting. Gosh, you think it'd be longer. Whether it's no, and, and and that that WCW That's kind of always was of that place where the heel runs the show, right? And the face chases. Yeah, you drop it. Even quickly, though yeah. Bischoff tried to turn it, when you get Hulk, you know Hulk at first was a face, and he held the title for a year. It's ironic that Hulk Hogan, when he broke that record I talked about, when he was the longest WCW champion he was in history, most of the time, it was yeah. as the Yellow and Red Hulk, um, and then he became NWO after that. But but Sting was the face of WCW for a long time. He was the franchise. Flair left for a year and a half. And Sting still stayed and never left. And even when the company was bought out, he never left. And or he never went there to that other place, WWF. And yeah. uh, I, I think Sting is great. He's a great representation. Sting is, 
I think he's so underrated in the sense that I know he's a Hall of Famer and I know people know who he is, but Sting was so fucking good. And especially when he'd fight Flair or he'd go to Japan or he fought Foley, when him and Foley would talk about their match, Foley was like a lower mid-card guy. And he says in his book, I remember sitting down with Sting when we were going to main event uh, a, a clash, I think, at first. And then they ended up main eventing a Beach Blast pay-per-view in 92. He's like, I want to do this to you, and I want to throw you on the floor, and I want to run you into this or whatever. Then I'm going to fall, and I'm going to bash my head in the concrete or whatever. And, and Sting looked at him to test him and said, you think that I'm going to let you do that to me, a main eventer? And... McFoley's like, well, I mean, yeah, like I'm trying to tell the story. And Sting was like, yeah, okay, no problem. Because he just wanted to make sure that Foley really was intelligent because Foley was so good at playing this crazy guy. Nobody knew him. And he comes in and he's like, and then I'm going to fucking do this. I'm going to do that. And Sting was like, "Uh, what makes you think I'm going to do that? I'm going to fucking, I'm the champion. I'm the top guy. Well, I was just kind of hoping that we could tell the story and do good. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And then him and Sting went out there and Sting gave himself to him. And we'll talk about somebody else later, but Sting also gave himself to somebody else yes. and trusted him and and didn't he wasn't afraid. Sting was never afraid to put somebody else over because he understood the chase is more valuable here. Right? Yes. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, the the thing about Sting, you know, going back to the I I guess loyalty is the only other way to put it. The closest thing to that loyalty is the Undertaker. And even the Undertaker came from, (laughs) you know, the other guys (laughs) way back in the day when he became the Undertaker. Nobody is more loyal to a brand, to a company, to a franchise than Sting. You know, and I think... I, I think Sting made the most out of his situation. I don't think anybody is more grounded than than Sting when it comes to that. Like you said, you know, why would he not? You know, all that charisma as a character. That's not who Sting is in real life, though. You have to understand that he's he he's incredibly grounded. He's you know way into family. He's it, it's he couldn't be more different in, in real life. So he's really truly portraying a character, which you know a lot of people their characters tend to fade into each other. I, I think. For a major star, Sting might actually be the most polar opposite of of who he's portraying in real life to who he's portraying in the ring. And that, that that's a lot of hard work. And he did it for many years. And he did not stray from WCW, even with all the bullshit, the end of NWO, the gosh, the the Jim uh, the herd years, right? Oh my gosh. Like just stupid stuff. And he he stuck it out. And you know, it it he definitely became the 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 man the franchise of of what they're trying to do over there what they did try to do over there and and it's commendable you know so it's it goes a long way with me yeah cuz what do you think yeah i mean <clears throat> other than uh well you know in the uh, golden era you had what you had warriors the hogan the macho man for wwe to me in wcw it was hogan again flair and sting but sting to me is the face of it because like we said the loyalty and it's funny. That's why I said it's funny that you said that uh, that you mentioned Undertaker because to me that WCW's Undertaker was Sting, and and it's funny yeah, it's that the he closest made thing himself, to Sting you can get. Yeah, to. exactly. And then you know, of course, he reinvents himself as the uh, the crowish Sting. You know, uh, almost an Undertaker esque uh, vibe to it. So yeah, I mean, Sting is definitely the face of WCW uh, when you when you think of the gold belt. Like I said before. Flair and Hogan, but if you think of WCW and the face and the franchise, it's definitely Sting, and he definitely deserves well, to be on the list. Well, he's going up for a third time. Vader will go up one more time. 450. 
150 pounds up there. And oh, he's landing. He's landing. And he, he got, got him. him. He got him. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the match. And now, the king of people, Steve. So, before we rank, we got one more guy to talk about. I love this. And guy. his name is Big Van Vader. Yeah. It's Vader. Vader. And he ah, defeated yeah. Sting on July 12th of 1992 at the Great American Bash. Cleanly. Yeah. He was a badass. heel and he was a monster and he beat Sting cleanly. And we just put Sting over with how important he was for WCW and the legacy of WCW. And it was a shock to everybody because, you know, when WWF was the number one show in town, when a heel won, it had to cheat, right? But Vader powerbombed this motherfucker in the middle of the ring and pinned him clean, one, two, three. Yeah. Uh, and won his first WCW championship. That is so... And thank you, and thank you Sting, again for that, by the that, way. Yes, that was no the Sting second part because I was talking about the McFoley story, but yes. on this one here, too, Sting understood here that if I lose to him clean, it's not going to kill me. The way WWE was bred and the way Hogan played politics and the way Vince kind of encouraged politics was if you get beat like that, you're done. You just so the heel's got to cheat to win, pal. He's got to. He's a heel. But but, but in WCW, they were number two, so they had nothing to lose. And so Sting was not resistant. He was like, what do you want to do? And they were like, well, we want Vader to go over on you clean. And he's a monster. We have to build this monster. And Sting's like, I get it. I, I'm going to chase him. Totally. There's way more money in that. And that was mm-hmm. it. That's all he had to say. And Sting was so intelligent and knew that. And Vader was this monster. And 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 Harley Race was his manager, and they fit perfectly well, well together. Well, I think Sting is fantastic. looking forward to the rematch, Big Van Vader. What is your opinion of the rematch? Sting, are you listening, Sting? How does it feel? I told you I was going to take you to the school of pain. Well, you went through the school, and you passed with flying colors. I told you I was going to take your most prized possession. And you're looking at it, brother, right here in living color. And now you want a rematch? You want one more piece of Vader? Well, you got him. All 448 pounds of him. But let me, let me make this perfectly clear. You got one shot, one rematch, and then it's over. And then you'll have nothing left. Um, Vader Vader was a three-time WCW champion, held it 377 days total, but those 377 days became in between July 92 all the way to December of 93 in Starcade, where Flair finally beat uh, Vader for the title in Starcade. And then unfortunately, Vader never won the title after that. Um, and they went to W. That was the strap match, right? Jess? No, no, that was Starcade main event. Uh, yeah. Hogan. So the, the strap match was was Hogan. Yeah, it was Hogan awful. And and it was yeah. Hogan. Yeah. Um, oh no, I thought there was a strap match with Flair and Vader. I'm no, sorry. no, oh, they were in the well, same match Flair together. But yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't versus. <laughs> oh, gotta gotta. Got so it. so that little time, that year and a half span, Vader held the championship for 377 days. That's that's a long time in the sense of like for a heel to dominate. And he lost. Like you say, he lost. He lost it to Ron Simmons. In a, in a good, surprising moment. and But then when he beat Simmons, guess what? He beat him clean. And then he they did the title back and forth. Like they did a tour of London in 93, early 93. And Sting won it one night. And then Vader won it back the next night or something. Or two nights later or whatever. They did, WWE was in this whole fucking bullshit mode of, let's change it on house shows. And then brag about it on the TV to get people interested to go to house shows. Which never works. Um so, but that happened there too. So Vader, you know, he lost it there and then you and then won it back. But again, when he beat Sting back, 
guess what? Beat him clean. Never cheated, beat him clean. And Vader was always about that. He beat faces clean. He's the monster. Look at him. Look at the fucking guy. He knew yeah. his character well. He was intimidating as shit. He was like the Brock Lesnar of that time in the sense of you were just like looking at him going, I don't want to, I don't want to fuck with that guy. Like I, he, I know this shit's fake, but he could probably fucking really kill me. He would do amazing moves. He'd put the guy in the fucking corner and forearm him to death. And he made it look really good because for the most part, he fucking really hit him. And like, he just did crazy shit, like choke slams, power bombs. Like Vader was the Vader bomb bouncing off the second turnbuckle and then doing a backsplash. Like and the, the moonsault, this motherfucker moonsaulted yeah. off the top rope. Uh, it's awesome. Vader was incredible to watch. And he did it clean as a heel. And that's so important because during a period of WCW where they were struggling, and when you first won the title, it was during the Bill Watts era. It was just like, we, we like Sting is fine and he draws money. But for some reason in WCW, it always worked backwards. Vince is the master and making faces work. But WCW was always good at having a heel champion and the face chase. In this case, it wasn't a cheating flair that kind of cheated and was sort of like, you know, this and that. Vader was just a straightforward monster that would punch you in the mouth and pin you clean. And they booked him as such. And it was beautiful. So much, in fact, that late in 92, Vince said, let's let's kind of push Yokozuna, another big heel. And Yokozuna went on to do what he did. And honestly... So many years you could look at WCW and said they just tried to call copy WWE and let's make the monies and just get a piece of the pie. And they just did so that. One time in reverse, but in right? this time, I am convinced that WWE copied or WWF, excuse me, copied WCW on this because Vader worked so well because of Vader. And Vince yeah. still put his heel spin on Yokozuna, but at the same time, like Yokozuna didn't have to cheat to win ever because he was so fucking big. But that Vince believed in the heel being champion for a second because he's like, well, look what they're doing on WCW. It's working. People are talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at this time, Invader is, is pushing between 350 and 400 pounds at any given moment, just to give you a perspective. And Nobody could come close to the movement of a big man like this. Like you said, the moonsaults, the the incredible movement in the ring. The only person who came close was Bam Bam Bigelow. And Bam Bam wasn't nearly as big, quite frankly. I mean, <laughs> Vader was a monster. And Vader would come down in his gear and take the gear off, and then it would shoot the – remember the white uh, – almost looks like fire. Yeah, it was like fire fire steam, steam or something. Yeah. Oh, man. That, that whole thing was incredible. I mean, Vader was the only guy that can be like, I'm going to be here, but then I'm going to go to Japan, too. I'm going to do my thing. Now I'm going to make some money here because he was a monster. He's he's like that Andre of that of that time, you know, but he was better. I mean, I, and that's hard to say because Andre was great, you know, but Andre couldn't do moonsaults. <laughs> you know, Andre, Andre wasn't punching people with big ham hocks and punching through them and making things just look obliterating in the ring vader scared yeah, you he did and you knew you knew that wrestling was was predetermined but vader scared you if he if i met vader in a in a street alley i would run so freaking fast because i i'm afraid if he punched me once he might kill me i mean that's that's how powerful the man was and to give him the opportunity for the title just seems like a no-brainer it's like giving goldberg the title you got to do it eventually right and uh, and vader made the most of that vader was fantastic um, maybe not the best on the mic. He was still pretty good, but he just pretty much screamed Vader time every couple of seconds. And that's why you have someone like Harley Race in there to help him as a valet. But like I said, that and Harley Race was a legitimate, uh, legitimate badass too. Uh, yeah. like he'll shake your hand and crush your fingers. 
And that, so that tandem of the two of them together was incredible. So if they ever wanted to do heel work, Harley Race was perfect for that. So, I mean, this whole setup with Vader was probably one of the few things that WCW didn't fuck up. <laughs> you know, so uh, and and Invader's a big part of that because you can't really. It's like trying to mess up Goldberg. You you can't, right? You can't do it. It's impossible. Invader made it impossible to screw it up because he was that good. He's reliable. He can move in there. He did shit that you're like, how did that guy just do that? I can't even do that. And he carried a title on a chase run that people will never forget. Correct. Because before we do the ranking, what do you yes, think? Yes, true that. I mean, I mean, you guys took the words out of my mouth because every time I hear, like, you know, when they talk about Braun Strowman or someone, like, oh, he moves so agile for a big man. Oh, I've never seen a big. I, he, he can't do a moonsault. I, no, well, yeah, I always think back to Bam Bam Bigelow <laughs> and Vader. I, especially when I think of big men doing moonsaults, I think back to those two guys. Or when I see guys on the indies now, mm-hmm. that, that that's who I think about all the time. And again, see, not to cut you off, but actually but Bigelow did. started doing that moonsault after Vader debuted it. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. He yeah. saw yeah. it, and yeah, Bigelow knew I could do that too. But I yes. have to say, Vader did it fantastic. Vader did a full like backflip. Bigelow kind of jumped to the side if you go yeah. back and watch, and he did it. He yeah. did it well. Don't he get me wrong; it's still fucking agile as shit. Fuck but yeah. Vader, well, Vader would lay out on it. He would do like a layout full, like in gymnastics. Yeah. He would lay out. Vader, on his and then when Vader got a little older, he did kind of start kind of turning to the side he to do it, side, you know, yeah. to do it. But but when Vader first unleashed it, it was a full on fucking look behind myself, flip backwards. It was amazing. Well, I want to yep, say I think completely. in uh, WWF is when he started doing the sideways turn, right? Like when he started. Yes, kinda, yeah, he yeah, got no, he was heavier and he was injured more. He yeah. was older and heavier, and yeah. then yeah, so, I mean, and, uh, oh, go ahead. go ahead. Sorry, no, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say like like you said, Dave. Uh, he was one like when I was a kid. He was one of the guys that legit scared me. Other than you know someone like a Kane or somebody when I was a kid. Um, but that's why I, I know I, I get on about it sometimes. Like when we were texting and stuff, when I say like, see, they should have kept the title on Brock. They should have just kept the title on Brock. If they're going to do this, they should have just kept the title on Brock because I always think back to guys, legit badass heels like Vader. Guys that made you believe, like, holy shit, this guy could beat anybody clean. It doesn't matter. Good guy, bad guy, whoever he's fighting, he can beat anybody clean. And Vader, I think Vader's kind of underrated as far as uh, being not iconic, but being out there. Uh, there's a video game back in the day that I played. I want to say like 95, 96. It's called Saturday Night Slam Masters. No one really knows about that video game, but you know who they had in there inspired by Big Van Vader. Vader. Came out with that that fucking big badass black that fucking Darth Vader-esque fucking uh, mask with the with the with the fucking smoke coming out. And then obviously, you know, he was in Boy Meets World. He played the uh the father of the kid that was on the wrestling team there. So I I think he's very underrated from that. I, I think a lot of people forget that, you know, the Brock Lesnar's of today, I mean, I think the blueprint was made by the guys like Vader back then legit badasses i mean do you guys well, remember the fucking promo from uh from iraq uh on the news channel yes yeah, so that was great. Yeah, I was he, about, got, yeah. he legitimately got detained too yes was great. vader is a fucking badass so i don't think he so gets enough okay credit, you know on that i'm not trying to cut you off i just know that we gotta no, we no, got right. some important business because no, we of do him. um there now we we've named the five people the title or the 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 topic is top five so we gotta oh, rank them five four three two one we got to do it. So of all these right. five, we all agreed on these five, but the three of us have not agreed on our ultimate list here, the, the final list. Dave, do you mm-hmm. want to go first? Give me your number five. Yeah, give it. me your number yeah, five, your four, your three, two, your one. And just a brief, quick description on why you think that they're ranked there. Who's your number yeah, five? Uh, my number five is Booker. Okay. And the only reason why I put Booker there is because, like you said, the time frame of it, uh, WCW was in turmoil. 
Uh, he did a great job with it, but you have to understand what these other guys did with the title and where they were in the business at the time. That's why I put Booker there. I, I put Vader at four. Um, I wish I could put him higher because I love the guy, but I think, you know, while there was good chase there, there's not nearly as much impact as the next guy. I put Hulk at three, and I, I, got, I got a little weird about that. I know some people might disagree with that, but Hulk at three only because I, I don't view Hulk as a WCW guy first. I view him as a WWF guy first because of what he did there. What he did in WWF was far more um, – big and huge than than WCW in my opinion, even though the wars came out of that. But we wouldn't have had wars if we didn't have territories fail. And and Hulk, they they killed the industry, you know, and they they made it they made it worldwide. And that's why I put Hulk there because these last two guys, they are the epitome of WCW. They made it happen. They kept it going. And I, I'm struggling, man, but I'm put, I'm still gonna put Sting at number two. Uh, because he is amazing and he is the face that runs that place. He never left, but I still see Flair. Flair epitomizes WCW for me. And what epitomizes WCW for me is the chase. And Flair was that ultimate heel. And he, in my opinion, it's funny because he probably spent about the same amount of time in WCW as, as Hogan did, maybe a little more, but he still gives me that. He he was, he's the first champion, man. He's the, he's the first WCW champion. he, he basically set what that title was going to be in stone and it never really changed. It was always a chase type of company. It was always a chase corporation and flair was the embodiment of someone being chased. You know, he would always, Oh, I'm going to be DQ, but it's fine. I still keep the title. Oh, I'll get someone to interfere. Um, you know what? I'll pull on the ropes. I'll pull the tights to win. whatever it takes to win, man, I'll do it. And eventually someone like Sting would come up and take him. And that's why I, that's the only reason why Sting is at two and Flair is at one because Flair makes the chase happen. Sting is the payoff, but he only carries that title for a short time because of it. So Booker, Vader, Hulk, Sting, Flair is my order. Cuz? Well, it's going to be somewhat similar to Dave's. Booker T and Vader, the same reasons. Booker T, you know, the reason because uh, he's going to be number five. He, the, the reason being because it was. Basically, the title was in hot potato mode, right? I mean, the WCW was shit, and his fifth run, like we mentioned, was in WWE. But you know, he's got to be on there because everyone remembers five time, five time WCW champion. So that's why I'm going to put him number five. Vader, just because he was such a badass, and he was still a decor. Like he didn't win, you know, the big one in WWE. But when you think of his stuff in Japan and then in WCW, uh, his matches with Sting. And just just a, a badass heel, I got to put him at number four. This is where it gets tough for me. Like I, I actually have a hard time with this one. Honestly, I, oh god, I hate. I, I, I'll explain. Flair. I think I would actually have to put him number three because even though the most, wow, I know, I know. Well, I'll explain why. I'll explain why with the top two. Yeah, no worries. Flair. I mean, you know, I, I feel like in general, uh, he just loves wrestling, rest, wrestling in general, regardless of the company he's with. And even though he, you know, he won it the most as far as WCW titles go, and you know, we all associate the WCW title with Flair, but I got to go Hogan number two because Hogan. I mean, come on, man when when he was in the NWO Hollywood Hogan, I mean, you can't say WCW was more on fire than during that time. And then why I go to Sting number one is because, like we said, loyalty. He's the guy that you know, die, you know, ride or die WCW. He didn't win it as much as Hogan or, or Flair. But that loyalty, man, he was their Undertaker. And, I mean, some people argue maybe the Undertaker is the greatest WWE wrestler of all time. So it's like, 
I think that's why I had to go with Sting because he stayed with WCW no matter what. He was not going to go anywhere, and he stayed with them until they died. And, you know, Hogan, like I said, number two, he has to be there. I think he has to be above Flair because of his impact on 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 WCW and, you know, just, just how much on fire WCW was because of the NWO angle, but because of Hogan turning heel, too. So... That's what's interesting about that is you you put you put Hogan over Flair there, but you voted Flair was better than Hulk overall in our Hogan Flair episode. I, I did, just saying. But but we're now we're and talking that's, specifically. And allow me to expose you as a hypocrite. That's why I'm glad he sent that. Um, <laughs> no, it's funny because when we voted on the top five here, we're not voted, but we text voted because of what we did. Sure, I, sure. Of course, some yeah. of them are going to be the same because there's only three of us. But it, it is interesting because our final top fives are similar and I never thought I would agree with this person or I never not agree, but I never thought it would just pan out this way. So number five, I say Booker T. I think all three of us said the same yeah, thing. Same thing. Um, <laughs> okay. And not because I don't like Booker T. WCW was a dumpster fire, but I'm just glad he was the new blood that came out of it. And he transitioned over to WWE. And because of that, he was smart enough to do five time, five time, five time for himself to get himself over. And of course, he was the WCW champion when WCW ended slash he bridged over to WWF. So I understand that. But I Booker T did work his ass off the last like year of WCW and he deserved it. And whether... It was during a boom period or not. Like I, I'm glad that he made this list. Um, uh, uh, my number four is Vader, just like both of you. Um, for the same reasons, you know, he was a heel that beat people clean. He mowed through people. He was awesome. He was agile. He earned every bit of it. He was at this flux part in WCW's history where they didn't know what the fuck was up or down, and uh, they just decided to say, "Let's just make this heel dominate." And he was awesome in doing it. Uh, number uh, three. I just like cuz is flair. Um, I think a lot of people will be like, what the fuck? How can flair not be number one? Well, you associate his NWA legacy. We defined purposely the the disconnect Mm. from that. If you talk about, if you talk about his NWA legacy, I don't think there's anybody else that could be number one than flair. If you blend that together, but, but no, from 91 flair left the company. He was fired slash quit. He left the company. Yeah. <laughs> Flair didn't come back until 93 and didn't beat Vader until December of 93. And then he lost to Hulk in 94 at Bash at the Beach. And then Flair didn't win the title for a long time after that. So it's not, I'm not saying reigns matter, but at the same time, like Flair's reign painfully was a transitional one for Hulk to come in and take it from him. So to me, if you do not include his NWA legacy, which we are not here, he's number three. Clearly, I don't, I mean, I'm not disputing anybody who said he's not number three, but to me, clearly he's number three. He's not number one or number two. Number two is Hogan because uh, I had a hard time. I could have said Hulk was the number one, and I That's, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anybody can dispute me on that. And again, it's funny that Dave made the comment about, you know, uh, cuz said Flair was over Hogan in our Hogan versus Flair episode. I chose Hogan, and to me, like I, I'm not ranking him number one because I have a good reason for it. But um, he he's the best in WWF and WCW. He was part of the only period that WCW was number one, and I don't know how you don't rank him as the greatest of all time. I really don't like, but but I get people say Flair, people say other people, and people say Austin. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like he was Austin. look yeah. during the period that Austin was on top. So was Hulk. So was Hulk, and. That, yeah, that that's true. you know it's hard and it, the NWO reign was really hard and I I explained earlier as to why I thought Hulk was the key to that triangle him Hall and Nash working um and number one is Sting because Sting was 
Like you guys both said, you guys said it perfectly. He was the face of WCW for years and never left. And, uh, and he was the guy when the NWO was cool as shit and nobody booed Hall and Nash. Hulk got some boos here because Hulk played the heel up really well. And Hulk, I think, kind of knew, like, I'm older. People are going to boo me anyway. They're sort of sick of Hulk anyway. But Hulk knew I'm going to get the boos no matter what. And he really played up the whole heel thing. Hall and Nash were cool as shit, though. So when Hall and Nash came out there, the place cheered them. It was really hard for a face to get over on the NWO at the time, except for Sting. As hot as the NWO yeah. ever got, when motherfucking Sting was shown in the rafters or came down from the rafters, that place went fucking nuts. And forget the fact that WCW botched him in 97 Starcade when he beat Hulk. Yeah. The climax was Hulk versus Sting. That was a climax. And if Sting would have went over clean, can you imagine? He would have had the Goldberg Jesus. run. Jesus, yeah. He would have had the Goldberg run. And the thing, you know, that's WCW's fault. That's not Sting's fault. Sting was there. He was in position. He was the running back that was going to run the ball in. And then Seattle decided to pass it instead. And it got picked off like they did in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. And there was no reason why they shouldn't have ran the ball, right? But they decided to pass it. They should have ran the ball with Sting, but they decided to pass it. And they nobody knows why. But that's that's what happened. Sting, it wasn't Sting's fault. Sting would have been the had the Goldberg run. He was the only face that was more over than the white hot NWO at the time. He's the to me, he's the greatest WCW champion ever because of that. Because even though he wasn't champion when he was rising as the crow. His titles beforehand made sense. He bowed down for people like Vader. He understood the business. I think that's really important. And I think that's what WCW yep. always was against WWF. Whereas WWF was flashy and they were about the big guys and the characters. WCW was about the athletes and just if this guy dominates, this guy dominates. He's our guy. He right. He's the guy. And Sting for a long time was the guy. That's what I feel. It's kind of crazy that cousin on her top five was like identical. Yeah, it's uh, it's same reason. Compelling. So, and everybody, everybody else listening is probably going to be like, "What the hell?" Honorable mentions: Goldberg, DDP. Um, yeah, DDP, and uh, you know, <laughs> even Steiner. A lot of people are going to be Steiner. like, what the, "What the fuck about Steiner?" You know, and and Steiner had a good run towards Andy. Really did. I just feel that you know, WCW even more so was in the shithole than when Booker T first won it, and uh, and and people were just yeah. leaving and shit. And Steiner was just doing inappropriate promos. I know people laugh and they think they're cool, but he was really going off script and saying crazy shit and things he shouldn't have been saying. And I don't know. I, Steiner was a shell of of his former self. He yeah. wasn't the athlete he was. No, you know, four or five years before or whatever. You know, so I'm not. Steiner's definitely an honorable mention. People will remember him. They will dispute us for not bringing him up in the top five. DDP's another one that I don't think had really any influence. I know Dave feels differently, and I respect that. But um, you know, those three and Luger. Luger actually, you know, it's funny. For years, people said that Luger should have got a shot. And he never got it. And then he finally got it when Flair left slash got fired. So he was in a thankless position and he became a heel and was champion for like, like five, six months. And then he finally lost his sting and then he went to WWF, but like Luger, you know, did a good job there. And then he came back and won the title for what, like four days in 97 when he beat Hulk on that nitro. But what a moment that that moment was right. When Luger beat him in the torture rack, that place went fucking nuts. And yeah, of course Luger lost it back like five days later at the pay-per-view, but still like Luger, I can understand how people were like, dude, Luger did his shit. He did what he was supposed to do there. You know, I know we put him on our underrated list before, but like, or overrated, sorry, excuse me, overrated list. But Luger, 
Luger's an honorable mention. Do you guys have any other honorable mentions in there? No. Nah, I'm, I'm a big DDP guy. DDP, that's yeah. that that's not bad. It's not bad. You know, I can't just Savage just for like namesake, DDP. but, you know, I don't... I don't feel like they did justice for yeah. his title runs. That's, that's why I was saying earlier in our text messages. His name, of course, you know, you you would think, but I, I just don't think that. I think they just took advantage of the fact that, oh, it's Macho Man, but we'll put the title on him. But, you know, yeah, Macho, they, he wasn't significant. And it no. sucks because he did hold it a couple times, like three times or some shit. Yeah. And uh, three or four times. And, yeah, uh, and I love times, Macho yeah. Man. We all do, right? And he, he brought ratings and, and sold out houses to it. It's just that, that the storylines just didn't really run together well. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. You know, it's not memorable. No. Yeah, you for know? sure. Oh, but so, so, you know, I. But Macho, Macho can draw, Kenny. Jeez. Yeah. I, I thank you guys for participating in this. It's, I think this is kind of a cool topic that we kind of rounded out yeah. at the end. And I know everybody else has their different top five. And, you know, people could say Goldberg could be in there too. Um, his, his, it was white hot, you know, people still support the warrior to this day. Right. And he was a real small uh, reign in the grand scheme be more of top five topics to come. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. I mean, you know, I mean, th- but this is our ultimate top five, Dave. It doesn't matter. I, we were putting in stone right now. Top five or the five that we oh, mentioned. I'm just saying there'll be more topics for top. Sure. Yes. Uh, of we, course, won't of course. Another, we won't do another WCW of course. champion no. one, but yeah. And as always, you can reach us via Instagram at OWP2019, SoundCloud at Our Wrestling Podcast, YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel, or do the easy thing, download WrestlePost at no charge to you, and join us along with other great podcasts of the day. This is the OWP, Dave, Jess, and Cuz signing off. Have a good one. the best? 